Welcome to another installment of what I'm hoping your favorite podcast is in the wild, ferocious, competitive sea of online news and entertainment. The Remsor Republic, I'm your host as always, based out of Lynchburg, Virginia, in the heartland of the beautiful Commonwealth. Lynchburg, I'm your host as always, Remsor W. Martinez. Welcome back for new listeners. You could not have chosen a better episode to start out with. Now, typically I suggest you go back and listen to a couple of the more topical ones, but this is perfect. Right now, the greatest worst thing, or the worst greatest thing about living here in the beautiful state of Virginia is that we have an election every year. And wait, was I just here? Oh, yep, people screaming outside my window as they hear that. I I know what you're thinking. We're several months into the Trump administration. You're still reeling over all the phone calls and the commercials and all those relatives that stopped talking to you when they found out who you were going to vote for in the 2016 general election, I'm with you. It's kind of like everyone's own personal mental Vietnam. 2016 is like that person on Facebook that you block. 2016 is like that really bad day at the DMV. 2016 is like that time you did something really stupid and a whole bunch of people had to pay for your mistake. 2016 is something we don't want to remember. But like everything else, It was a learning opportunity, especially for those in this game of competitive politics. People don't like that term, but everything is competition because even when you're not in an election cycle, you're still competing. You're competing for that attention. You're competing in the marketplace of ideas. You're constantly hoping that you're building yourself up for the moment that you actually need the momentum that you've built. And last year in Virginia, at least here, and I saw this in a few other states, but since it's in my backyard... Things were a little rough. Things were a little rough. At Liberty University, where producer and Ryan Ryan and I currently are, we saw Governor Gary Johnson, when he was running, come to the school. He had a whole hour and a half to speak at our convocation in front of 14,000 students. Yet, he came in third place amongst Liberty University students. And I was there for his speech, folks. You can even find it online. He gave a very tailored message to his predominantly Christian conservative audience, but he still came in third place. In fact, he came in behind another independent candidate, Evan McMullen, who you remember, who didn't even show up to Liberty University. At least Johnson showed up. I'll give him that, but McMullen didn't show up. And throughout the Commonwealth, McMullen did surprisingly better than Johnson. Now, this was disappointing for me, for the most part, because even though by that point I had left the Libertarian Party, I still remember how things were in 2013 when we had, you know, a good friend of the show, Robert Sarvis, go up against, you know, Kenny and Terry. And I, I remember that in 2014, even though the results were a little bit lower, they were just as exciting. But it seems that the Libertarian Party in Virginia has been kind of downward. And in the worst election we had for the independent voter, where we had Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton running, it should have been the opportunity to get things going. Instead, some think the LPVA is dead. Some think that this is its opportunity to do great. What I have tonight is a guest who's currently the 
Libertarian Party of Northern Virginia chairman. He's also a former congressional candidate. He's going to kind of talk to us about that tonight. Tell us what we're supposed to be expecting as we go into this next election. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey Carson, sir, how are you doing? I'm I'm fantastic, Remzo. Thank you for having me. Not, um, not a problem. Happy to be here. But I think you got the wrong guy, man. If you think oh, really? I know what's what's going on, <laughs> I'll do my best to explain uh, what I know to your listeners, man. But well, you know, I'm 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 on the outside, or I was on the outside looking in at the very least with the Johnson folks. So no, I, I hear you. I, I kind of have an idea of what was kind of running in internally, since everyone likes to post everything everywhere and complain about everybody else. But you know, I, I'd rather have you on to talk about this because what I hate is when I hear rumors, when I hear the whole he said, she said type of thing, when I hear, oh, well, I, I saw this somewhere. I, I want to give everyone the opportunity to hear it from, you know, a direct source at this point. So my question is this. Do people who want to vote libertarian in Virginia have anything to look forward to in 2017 or is it just going to be like 2016 all over again? Because a lot of people are angry that there were no substantial candidates. There was no one on the ballot other than Gary Johnson in Virginia in 2016. And that should have been that that was your year. That was your year. What happened? Interesting. So I just I just want to make sure I, I totally understand. So you're are you frustrated with the Gary Johnson presidential campaign? Or are you frustrated with the fact that no other candidates ran like for Congress in 2016 or both? I just want to make but sure I both, understand. Where but, you know, the whole Gary Johnson thing, that's been that's been pounded into oblivion. I mean, that talking points that I just want to talk about the state party at this point, because, yeah, oh, we, we had right. one dude running. Right. We had one dude running, but he, he <clears throat> only existed on Facebook and didn't put up a website. And then we had the other dude who, you know, got the nomination, and everything else, and then dropped out and disappeared. So there was really nobody that anyone here could have voted for. I see. I see what you mean. Right. Like I, it, it'd be nice if we could have gone back to 2014, for example, when you had Sarvis leading the ticket, you know, yeah. up top. I, I know what you mean. Okay. Well, shoot. Why, why did 2016 happen? Why well, can, obviously, you know, no one saw, you know, first and foremost, nobody saw Trump coming, right? No one, nobody, nobody knew what kind of opportunity that was going to be. I, I imagine if we had an inkling of what kind of opportunity that was going to be, uh, perhaps there would have been, you know, uh, more of a, an effort to try and recruit folks. But, you know, that's, that's always been a challenge. I mean, 2014, when I think we had five across the state, five congressionals, and then again, Sarvis running for Senate at the top, that was an aberration. And that's not normal. You know, I mean, that's good. Obviously, I want to see more of that, but it's tough. It is, I mean, I, I work in politics, man, you know, now, and I know, I know that you work in politics. It's tough to find good people to run for office and uh, perhaps even more difficult to find them to run as libertarians because it's just so, it's so difficult. So going forward for 2017, any hope or is well, it going to be another uh, empty year? No, I, so, so again, I'm, I'm, you know, I play in Northern Virginia, right? So I don't, I don't play on the state, uh, at the state level or, you know, for example, I'm not on the SCC. Um, so I can kind of just really comment on, on Nova. Um, obviously this is a, a different kind of cycle, right? Because 2017 is, is an off year. Uh, we're just talking about state house candidates. Um, obviously there's in Virginia, there's going to be a, a statewide candidates as well. Governor, Lieutenant governor, attorney general. Uh, but in Nova, right. Kind of where I play it, it actually looks like we're going to have maybe three or four, uh, state house candidates running as libertarians, which is pretty cool. I think actually that is, that might be a record, um, in the Northern Virginia territory. Um, but, uh, but I'm not hundred percent on that. So you have to 
you'd have to double check that. Now, when it comes to the rest of the state, I, I don't know numbers, but from what I've heard, I think it might be maybe 10, maybe 15. Um, right now, I think, I think we're still waiting on a lot of folks to kind of shit or get off the pot, if that makes sense. I gotcha. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop on that, to be honest. I, I try to focus on where I can have an impact, if that makes sense. No, I hear you. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I just want to focus on Nova for a second. Sure. I mean, I, I'm still surprised that Barbara Comstock was able to stay on. I mean, Luann Bennett's campaign was anything but a stellar operation. And um, I, I don't want to bring him up because that's free publicity for this bro. But it, it seems that in Northern Virginia... I would have thought that it would be a little bit easier to run as a libertarian, especially when you have a really, really unpopular incumbent versus how it is down south. Because when you're running in like, I don't know, Mark Peak, Tom Garrett country, that's not going to happen because essentially that's a Republican stronghold. But Northern Virginia, it goes blue. I mean, Joseph Stalin could be the Democratic nominee and Northern <laughs> Virginia could still vote for him. So do you think that I, Northern I, Virginia? I usually, yeah? I, was just say, I usually say a ham sandwich. Um, that but, too, but, that too, but that, you know, okay. Point taken. <laughs> it could be a serial killer. And as long as he was a Democrat, he could still get Northern Virginia on its side. Well, <laughs> that's how, that's how broken our, our current <laughs> electoral system is with the gerrymandering and all the nonsense. I mean, in districts that are heavily red, it doesn't matter who's on the ballot. It really could be a ham sandwich that Republicans going to win and districts that are heavily blue. It's, it's the same way. And unfortunately in the state of Virginia, you know, I think in 2015, we might have had 50 or 60 state house races go unopposed. And that's how bad it is. Wow. Uh, and across the country, when you think about congressional districts, it's even worse. I mean, it's I'm not kidding. It's about 85 percent of congressional districts. It's like 400 out of 435 congressional districts across the country are not competitive races, meaning that like, yeah, you might have a Republican or Democrat run or a libertarian or independent run. But uh you know, the, 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 the partisan index, it's like a plus 10 or plus 15 or higher. There's just no one else other than that major party candidate is going to win that general election. And everybody in politics knows it. It's like the dirty, you know, secret that no one wants the public to know, the general public to know, but everybody <laughs> in politics knows. It's like, yeah, 400 congressional districts across the country. It's a joke. There is no general election. It's all decided in the primaries. And that's if the primary, you know, incumbent is even primaried by a person of their own party, which usually they're not. So it's a, it's a broken system. No question, man. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do. Definitely. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But first, folks, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. Hang on tight. You're listening to the Remsor Republic. We'll be right back after this commercial break. The voice of the Liberty Generation, Remzo W. Martinez. Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Remzo Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. Hey guys, Tim Preuss here, and I wanted to take a minute and invite you to stop over to PreussPodcast.com and give our show a listen. We've got in-depth commentary on the issues that matter to you. These hookers. <laughs> fucking whores are out there. These They're hookers, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like the most contact I've had with the hooker. It's them yelling at you. yelling at me on Twitter. <laughs> we break down the most pressing issues of our time. This what? large lady with like tight clothing on. 
not appropriately linked tight clothing either. And we get the most intelligent analysis from friends of ours like Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, you pulled over engine trouble and, and what happened, what happened? Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I, oh, God. Seriously, though, we love putting on a show that both entertains and educates. We're growing, and we'd be thrilled if you joined us. Check out preusspodcast.com for more. That's P-R-E-U-S-S podcast.com. Make sure to visit libertarianwingmedia.com where you can find articles written by libertarians all over the world on all of today's issues. Check out our podcast network with monthly and weekly podcasts. Check out our libertarian t-shirt store with t-shirts like Make Markets Free Again and Make Markets Not War. And you too can become an author at Libertarian Wing Media and write what you want, when you want. Just email alexmerced at alexmerced.com. Thank you very much. So we kind of just covered kind of the issues we have going on, whether it was gerrymandering, whether it was people just not running for office. Um, coming out of 2016, looking into this new year, how is, you know, how is the growth of LP Nova the past year? I mean, the, there were so many disenfranchised independent voters. There were so many Democrats that actually just didn't show up to vote because, you know, maybe they were Bernie bros and they didn't want to vote for, you know, the serial killer known as Hillary Clinton. And there were a lot of other people that were just like, this is, everyone sucks. So did LP Nova grow at all? I mean, did you guys find anything to benefit from in this election? Well, um, I, again, I have to kind of caveat this because I, I came in and became chair uh, towards the end of the year, probably, well, maybe summertime on, something like that. Uh, but I wasn't the chair, you know, for the whole year. Um, and so I can't really speak to, you know, prior to that. Although I will say, you know, friends of mine have been a part of LP Nova for some time now. And a friend of mine, you know, was running it prior to me. And, and you know, by all measures, I mean, they, they were having a pretty good year. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, we... We ended the year, I think, uh, I think in, at least in terms of a record fundraising year. Um, and yes, I mean, I can tell you we did grow, but um, did we grow as much as we should have? Probably not. I mean, we, you know, I've, I guess I've been chairing out for, I don't know, let's, let's call it six months, um, probably less, but let's just call it six months. And I'll tell you, there's, there's just a ton. There's so much to do uh, for a local affiliate. There's so much that a local affiliate has to figure out, everything from you know, how do you square away your data, right? How do you add people and subtract people from, you know, your list? Are you using a, an Excel spreadsheet? Or are you bringing a nation builder? I mean, all things data, that's a huge issue. You got to figure that out. You got to figure out like fundraising. You got to figure out your websites. You got to, there's just a ton that I think current state, um, every local affiliate across the country is trying to figure out on their own, right? With a little, you know, with help from the state, obviously, and in some cases, maybe help from national, but, um, what I'm trying to do or what we are trying to do at LP Nova right now is kind of build a model, figure out best practices from across the country, implement them here, build a model, and then, and then basically like share it, you know, like, hey, 
we think we've come up with something that makes sense. Um, if it works for you, by all means, take it, right? Here's how we do X, Y, Z, and A, B, and C. Uh, it's just easier said than done, man. It's tough. So is the so biggest, did we, did we, is, did I'm we sorry, grow? I cut you off. No, sorry. it's okay. I was just going to say, did, yeah. did we grow as we should have? No. Um, but I, I sure hope, you know, we can going forward. We just have a lot of work to do. What do you think the problem was? It Was it just general outreach or was it people in Northern Virginia? Because it's, I think living in Nova, the Beltway area, it's incredibly hard to talk politics with everyone because even your most politically apathetic person, the moment politics comes up, you know, they, they dig into their trenches. They don't want to be convinced otherwise. Do you think it was just, you know, a lack of general outreach or do you think it was the fact that people just weren't interested in learning? Well, I think your first, your main point there that, generally in politics, people, I mean, you see it on Facebook every day, right? People don't want to be convinced that they're wrong. People don't, nobody wants to see their worldview turned upside down, right? People just want to, you know, generally parrot what they believe is right and, and try and turn others, right? Try and convince other people. I think that's, that's par for the course across the board, ideologically. But for some reason, libertarians just, I don't know, we have like a, an extra something. I don't know what you call it, but we always, like we, like we live to argue, we live to debate, we live to, you know, be able to, you know, kind of prove our opponents wrong. And I think that hurts us actually, uh, when it comes to politics, I think that hurts us, you know, from an electoral standpoint, it certainly doesn't help candidates, right. Or their campaign teams when that's the focus, as opposed to, you know, winning hearts and minds, right. Like, like remaining positive and trying to show people why Liberty is important and why, it, why it will help them in their own lives. Um, but I digress. Gotcha. But yeah, to kind of step back a moment, do, do you think the problem is, you know, there's just a lack of understanding of how to, you know, utilize all this new technology, actually get something started? Because it's like, it's like people with really good intentions. You know, I had a friend growing up in college, he wanted to, um, he wanted to sell t-shirts where then he would take the money and he would put it towards a social project. Like he would want to build a well in Africa. Or he'd want to build a a playground that was free of drug addicts in Detroit or something, something crazy like that. And his intentions were good, but he knew absolutely nothing about how to run a nonprofit or even run a business or anything like that. But at least he had the intention. So for a lot of people, do you think the problem is, you know, their, their intentions are good, but they don't want to put the work towards it, or they're just really kind of overwhelmed by the responsibility and everything that comes of running an affiliate? Well, I can, I'll speak for myself here. Um, I can tell you it, it is overwhelming. Um, it, it's overwhelming and, and you, you know, I, I'm not a, a tech guy, so like I have trouble with technology, you know, and you know, you, trying to find the time is tough as well. Obviously resources, you know, we, we can't compete. Libertarians can't compete with resources or when it comes to resources, you know, with the two major parties. So that, that has an effect as well. And, and I think the fact that, you know, we, we haven't really won any, you know, any, let's, let's call it state house at the state house or higher races. Um, I would say ever. I mean, I, I, if I recall, we won a state house race in Alaska about 30 years ago, but, um, I think the, the, the fact that we don't, we don't win is, is a problem as well, because that hurts, that, that makes it much more difficult for us to really attract people in mass. Uh, I have this crazy theory that, like if we could just get one win, you know, like at a state house level or higher in a partisan race, uh, the LP, good God, I, I feel like that could be maybe like a domino that that brings so much positive, uh, you know, so many positive outcomes to the party in terms of resources, donors, voters, supporters, et cetera. Um, but 
that's just a personal opinion. But look, the, the, the gist is this. It's tough, man. It's tough. And people have other things to do, you know, and I wish it wasn't that way, but it, it just is. And I, you know, as a, as an affiliate head, man, I got to take full responsibility for that. Right. Um, but I will tell you this, like we're, we're learning and we're getting better. We're getting faster. We're getting stronger. Um, and like I said earlier, I, I hope that, you know, we can build a model here in Nova and, and, you know, absolutely share it with local affiliates in Virginia and then, and then hopefully share it, uh, across the states but uh, we got to build it first definitely we're, we're gonna go ahead and hit our final commercial break folks we'll be right back right after this commercial break hang on tight we'll be back shortly stay up to date with the latest news and updates by visiting remzorepublic.com hey folks it's remso here and i want to talk to you about liberty on point The Liberty on Point podcast is a weekly podcast that examines current events and politics to determine how they affect our liberties. Liberty on Point can be found on all major podcasting apps. Or, if you can't find the one that maybe you want to listen to it through, you can always go to www.libertyonpoint.com. That's www.libertyonpoint.com. Liberty on Point is also a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go ahead, check them out. You're going to love it. And let them know that Remso sent you. Take care. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Libertarian Wing Media Podcast Network on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Such as the Alex Merced cast with interesting interviews with interesting people every week. Breaking progressives, spending time every week breaking down left-wing narratives and showing what's real and what's fake. Economics, why not? A weekly look at economics and applying economic principles to daily life. Better Today, a weekly podcast where we take a look on ways to improve your life and be better today. Libertarian Commons is a podcast where we play audio from the video archives of Alex Merced from his videos dating back to 2008. Liberty Public Access, a podcast where anyone can submit an episode. Submit your episodes to Alex Merced at alexmerced.com. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Then subscribe to Podcast and Logging Tips and Tricks, a weekly podcast about how to host your podcast, how to produce your podcast, and how to market your podcast. We'll be adding some monthly podcasts to the lineup soon, including Make Markets Free Again, a monthly look at what's going on in markets and regulation all over the world, and the Free VST podcast, looking at free VST instruments for electronic music producers. Listen to these podcasts by going to libertarianwingmedia.com or subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell your friends and leave a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. wrap things up we're gonna kind of transition here um so going forward 2017 is a brand new year you know mentally everyone can shake off all the crap and crud from 2016 they can try and move on i mean it's a brand new opportunity for people to learn from their mistakes and to try and be better so for lp nova and you know the the commonwealth as a whole just what's the general vibe you're getting what are some of the big goals you guys have what are the things that you want to achieve in this brand new year 
Well, um, for LP Nova, I, I can say that, uh, you know, we, we and, I, and I will say, like, I'll speak for the board here because we're all on the same page here uh, on this point. We, we want to really, I don't want to say transform, that's not the right word, but we want to really, you know, kind of turn LP Nova into, you know, into a vehicle that, that recruits and, and trains and supports candidates for office. Um, LP Nova has done a lot of extraordinary things, you know, over the last several years, I've mostly not been a part of it. I, I mean, obviously as a candidate, I played with LP Nova and then I was like on the board for a little bit as like an at-large member, but, um, this is kind of my first stint with the board uh, in a meaningful way, and um, it's done a lot of great things, and it's and it's and it has actually grown quite a bit over the last several years. And now we collectively are trying to kind of like step forward in a different way. Like we we want to make this an entity that that is political, and we want to help candidates, you know, win win office. It's easier said than done, no question about that. But um, you know, that's where that's where we want to focus our resources and focus our our efforts. So. So I'm yeah. hopeful and I'm optimistic, but again, it's like, we got to go do it first. Right. And then we can, then we can start patting ourselves on the back, you know? Yeah. And I'm really glad to hear you say that, that, you know, that really fills me of kind of an optimist, you know, outlook on things because I, I want to see third parties succeed. I mean, not simply the libertarian party. I want to see a marketplace of idea and politics and, you know, having worked on previous libertarian campaigns here in Virginia, I, I mean, this isn't a secret. In 2015, none of the other campaigns worked together. In 2015, we had people that were part of the board that were openly attacking our candidates publicly. Things like that. We had oh, candidates, no. you know, show pictures of themselves and <laughs> strippers online. It, it seems that everyone wants That's to work. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it wasn't good because that was like 24 hours of cleanup of my life that I'll never get back. Oh, man. So... I'm glad to hear that this is kind of, you know, this is kind of a new direction. You guys have kind of cleaned yourselves off and you're looking for something good. But, um, you know, just in terms of like marketing libertarianism in Virginia, I think it's, you know, in 2013, 2014, you guys were vilified. The attacks I saw on the Libertarian Party candidates in 2013 and 2014 were absolutely horrific. But I think after seeing the failure that was, um, the last Republican governor we had and everything else we had here in, in the state, especially with the failure that is Congresswoman Comstock here in Nova. I mean, I think people are willing to give you guys a second chance. And I was talking to someone on the street today, just, you know, kind of getting ideas for how I wanted to ask this, but I just asked him when, when you think of the libertarian party here in Virginia, what do you think of? And the first thing he said was, I see them as the weed guys. You know, I'll talk about civil asset forfeiture and all they want to do is talk about weed. I'll talk about, you know, tax reform and all they do is talk about weed. Do you guys think that you're the weed party or do you have a, you know, a certain policy goals you guys want to try and take the charge on this upcoming year? Uh, do I see yourself as the weed party? No, come on, man. We're not, obviously we're not, oh, the obviously weed. not, but, obviously uh, not. but dude, you know, look, it's not just, it's not just that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get some shit for this, but like, you know, when I talk to when I similarly, right, when I talk to folks about 2016, right, all I, it's just what is Aleppo, right, over and over and over again, and and fair or not, and I think it's unfair, actually, I think it's unfair, um, but fair or not, that's you know that's what you know, most non-libertarians, right, just kind of casual observers, yeah, you know, think about when they think about you know libertarians in 2016. Um, so so we there's no question 
we, and it's not just LP Nova or LPVA, it's the LP in general, and it's libertarian candidates in general, you got to be mindful of the fact that, uh, you know, what you choose to run on is what you're going to be remembered by, right? And that's where, you know, that's, that's your opportunity, right? To differentiate yourself from the two, you know, or, or, you know, three or four opponents that you're running against. So, um, is that easy to do? No. You know how much time the big boys spend on messaging and, and trying to craft a narrative. And I mean, that's, that's, they spend lots and lots of resources on that stuff. We never do, right? We just say, well, I think I want to run on X, Y, and Z. Okay. Sounds good. Right. So we have a lot of work to do there. Um, and I think we will, I, I, I will say this going forward in 2017, I hope, I hope that we make electoral reform a big part of our strategy because, you know, my feeling is that, uh, Virginians and, and Americans across the country, but Virginians in particular, um, are just not happy uh, uh, with with the current state of things. And I believe it's an educational opportunity. We can, you know, I don't think a lot of people know, for example, that 60, 60 seats went, you know, unopposed in 2015, or that in Congress about 400 seats, you know, on average each cycle are non-competitive seats. Right? I don't think people know that. I think they've heard of gerrymandering. But I think most people don't know how broken it is. And I think that we could we could lead on an issue like that. And that's hugely bipartisan or tripartisan um, and, and make some headway. But but that's just one. I mean, you know, there's a number of things we could lead on that uh, I think would be beneficial. Yeah, a lot definitely. of things broken out there. Definitely. I mean, you, you know, there's I, I hate it when people say, oh, this this candidate is done for this party is done for. I don't think anything is really done for until you throw in the towel yourself. And I know at least here in Virginia, if you and all the other candidates that showed us in 2014 that, you know, you can hit the reset button any moment now and you might have some baggage, but you can try and charge forward if you're trying to put the work in for it. So I'm I'm optimistic. I want to see you guys succeed. I want to see everyone succeed. I want to see liberty in Virginia and the country succeed. Boom. I couldn't agree with you more. Yes. Exactly. So, sir, to kind of wrap things up, what, what's your, you know, what's your take-home message for listeners today, especially those in Virginia that are, you know, they're they're a little bit worrisome about another election coming up. What's your big message you want to drive home to them? Well, I, you know, I, I'd say in short, uh, you know, what are you doing for liberty, man? And that, that's it, right? We all we all fight this this good fight in our own way. Um, we don't always agree on everything, and that's okay. You know, even even big L libertarians uh, don't agree on everything, obviously, and that's okay. Um, but we're all in the movement. We all want. We all probably agree on 95%. You know, of the direction we want to go, and we should focus on that 95%. Forget about the five, right? And get to work. And it doesn't matter if it's in advocacy, if it's you know in the nonprofit realm, if it's in politics, on campaigns, running for office. To me, it doesn't matter if it's as an R or an I or an L, or even a D, right? Shit, it'd be nice to see some Liberty Democrats out there, right? Wouldn't For it? For once, yeah. Um, I just, it doesn't really matter. It just, I just feel like, you know, like, get to work. Uh, Cliff Maloney, the, the executive director at Yale, says it really well. I, I forget exactly how he says it, but he's always like, you know, what did you do for Liberty today? You know, like, get in the game, man. Doesn't matter what you do, <laughs> just get in the game, right? Learn something and get after it. And I, that's just, I want to parrot that because I think it's, it's really sage advice. That's awesome. If uh, people want to connect with you and LP Nova online, learn how to possibly run because you guys need people to run and even just people that want to donate, volunteer, all that jazz, how could they do so? Uh, LPNova.org. LPNova.org. You can, you can get uh, our Facebook um, 
you know, you can get a link to our Facebook page there. You can get a link to our meetup page, uh, lpnova.org. And by the time this episode airs, we should have a brand new lpnova.org website, which is like clean and slick and looks good and it's professional and I'm excited about it. So badass. Jeffrey Carson from LP Nova. Thank you so much for coming on the program, sir. Best of luck. Greatly appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Renzo. Folks, like I said, every opportunity is a new opportunity to start again. It's hard sometimes. When you lose, it's hard. When people go after you, it's hard. But as Winston Churchill once said, you have enemies? Good. That means you stood for something. And in Virginia, you get that chance all the time. We had a special election for city council the day of, um, you know, Super Tuesday last May in 2016. We have all these opportunities for you to get involved. And just like Jeff said, what did you do for Liberty today? Whether it's a member of the Libertarian Party, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat. But advancing these ideas is worth more than anything. It's worth more than just having good intentions. But what's one thing you could do? Well, you could, I don't know, share the show online. You can always subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. We're number one in Virginia, folks. I mean, let's keep this ball rolling. Whether it's something that you like from me, one of my guests, let's keep this momentum going. Liberty dies when you say die. Let's keep it awesome. As always, take care, be good to your neighbor, and stay awesome, America. I'm Remso W. Martinez. Good night. Stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for?